you have to say to that, Sean Mathis? I have the award for that. Woo-woo. Tell me more. Hey, hey, welcome to Smart AF. I'm your host, Tori Mathis. We have got a great show for you today, so let's get started. Hey guys, welcome to the show. I'm your host, Tori Mathis, and I'm here with the one and only Sean Mathis, founder of Mile True Time Automotive Museum here in Georgia. That's me. Some may say Georgia's best automotive museum. What do you have to say to that, Sean Mathis? I have the award for that. Woo-woo. Tell me more. <laughs> Uh, that's about it. Best automotive museum in Georgia. That's pretty cool. Was that two years ago? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. That's kind of awesome. Yeah, we've done a lot of uh, events for the museum. And these muse- events that we've done you know, have really been a great way to get out into the community and get more people to talk about and to know the museum. And it's kind of cool doing stuff like that because it's, you know, when I went to advertising school and it's what they called under the radar advertising, which is just like selling to people or advertising to people without them actually like realizing that you're actually kind of showing them an ad. Yeah, like admission wise for the museum, uh, I don't really know exactly how much I'd have to spend. I don't even I don't even know if I can spend a certain amount to get the amount of people into the museum that I do when they come in just because we have an event outside. I think that last one it rained, it was cold. Didn't really advertise a whole lot. Uh, COVID. We still had 450 people come in throughout the course of the day. Yeah. And that's not and, and still more people didn't come into the museum. They just came to the uh, event that was outside. But even if they didn't come in that time, they still know about it. And then everybody that posted pictures knew about it. You know, their friends knew about it on social and things like that. Like it's a, like a really cool compounding way um, that really all those people ended up being kind of like walking billboards because you gave away shirts, right? We've Mm -hmm. talked about this before. You know, not only are you providing a free event for these people and then inviting them into the museum, but also um, making them billboards. People love the shirts. People get upset when the shirts uh, run out. Yeah, which happens in about 40 minutes. It was really quick last time. It was amazing. That's uh, almost 200 shirts just gone, just like that. Yeah, one of the best times of this uh, under-the-radar marketing that I can think of, though, is several years back, I set a goal that I wanted to buy a professional piece of art. Remember that? That was like one of the things I I don't think you said one. Well, no, I just, I had no idea like how to even go about that. So I was like, I want to buy a... You wanted an art gallery in the house along with a gigantic library. Well, I mean, I've always wanted both of those things, (laughs) but I didn't really know, like, I I didn't have a plan for buying a piece of art. I just knew I wanted to buy like a legit piece of art. And then uh, we started going on cruises. And apparently... They sell some art on cruises. <laughs> it's a trap. <laughs> it might be a trap. But it is a great way of we were super sold to without realizing. I mean, you realize it, but but without feeling like you were being sold to. Like, I never felt like I was pressured or anything like that. And I happily bought our first couple pieces of art. We went to, you know, the kids are in kids club. They're having a great time. 
we're in between stops on the ship. And so, you know, we don't gamble, we don't drink. So, all the, you know, what is there to do? Pools are way too damn crowded. Those are little tiny Not pools for pool. so many people. Like it's, no, I don't need that many people in the pool next to me. So we ended up finding um, an art class about Peter Max. I didn't even know who Peter Max is. But when we went, like, I recognized a couple of things. I'm like, oh, okay, that guy. <laughs> now, to be fair, we actually, we saw some of these pieces of art in the, in the hallway as we walked by. And I distinctly remember going, eh, it's not my style. I cannot believe how, you know, expensive those things are. The Peter Max ones? Yeah. Okay. Um, just didn't really do it for me at all. No, it really wasn't my style either. You know, if you're not familiar with Peter Max, it's very pop art. Um, it's bright colors with like black ink kind of geometric things. Um, some of it though, even after the Peter Max class, like I would never buy it. However, there are these Liberty Head ones that I, I really liked after we learned about Peter Max. It was like an hour long, um, like a little class about him and his history and why he created these people. Um, it was all free. I think they even had like champagne or something for people. And you know, so they made kind of like a little event out of it. And you really learned a lot. And after that, Sean and I wanted a Peter Max. It is actually psychologically really crazy to think about how much it altered my opinion on, on Peter Max in general. I, like like the, the Statue of Liberty ones, all the patriotic ones are pretty cool. Um, if you're into that style, now that I'm into Peter Max, I really have a preference on those ones. But even like his the the Umbrella Man is one of the most famous ones he's known for. Without knowing who he was or is or still, I, I, I it wouldn't really do it for me. But now I'm like, well, damn, he's known for the Umbrella Man. You know, we should probably have one. <laughs> well, but there's a whole story about the Liberty Head. Do you remember exactly how? He is responsible for the Statue of Liberty even being here today. He is the one that raised all the funds or got the funds uh, to save it because it was actually falling apart and they were going to have to take it down. So he arranged everything, I guess, and, and was able to, they were able to restore the Statue of Liberty because it was falling apart. So I don't know. It, you know, Google Peter Max and maybe I'll like find a picture of one of ours and put it up here. You know, at the time though, when we did the Peter Max class, like we did not get a Peter Max. You guys, Peter Maxes are not cheap. <laughs> like we did not get a Peter Max. We picked up a couple other little small pieces that were our first ones that like were like, woo, we're art collectors now. And um, that was pretty cool. And it turns out like if you buy on these ships, they will actually invite you, if you spend enough, I guess, to uh, private events. And we got invited to one locally here that was at... I tried to remember what Ritz Carlton at the Ritz Carlton here on this beautiful lake. And we got the whole entire weekend paid for. And it was literally just um, there were art auctions that were going on. But then they also invited the artists in and you they they interviewed them and they got to talk, you know, talk with them and talked about their history and why they did pieces of art and just really, really, really cool. Um, I can't remember his name. Who is the guy that was there the first night that does the patriotic stuff? Because he had the the Native American dancers come out and because that's like a big part of his stuff. He's also very patriotic and does these beautiful flags that we haven't got yet. Do you remember his name? 
We have the flag upstairs. Yeah. <laughs> I'll think of it. So, you know, really like they had like these whole demonstrations and everything. Um, and so we were able at that time, they got us and, and we bought our first Peter Max there. But again, that whole event was a big ass commercial. Like, you know, they could have spent all that money and used it like in a different in a commercial or sent us all magazines or, you know, all these different ways that seem so conventional, but really like what a smart way to put on an event of people that you know have already bought pieces, bring in these artists that you want to sell them to. So then they have this personal connection to them, tell their stories. They have more of a personal connection to them. Yeah, the, when they have the, the guest artists that, that actually showed up and you got to to talk to all of them and then of course they've got all their special deals on all their art uh, but it made people really want to buy a piece of that guy's art because they just met him and then they get the photos with them and and yeah i mean they they sold hundreds of thousands of dollars worth of art in two days yeah two yeah. days but what's crazy is like the people that were buying like big time buying and bidding on these things they were the ones that were like, not the ones you thought. Like, I was really surprised. Like, it, it was it was really a neat experience to um, go in and, and see how that works. Yeah, there's no uh, judging the room on like, ah, that, they got a lot of money. And then, ah, they're not going to buy anything. And nope, nope. you had no idea mm -mm. when their hand was going to go up. It was crazy. Yeah. Uh, Older people, younger people, younger than us were in there. People dressed nice, people not dressed nice. People, a couple of people brought their kids. Like it was like such a neat crowd of people that if you think of like trying to target those type of people because it was such a crazy cross section of everybody, like you you couldn't have advertised to them like just inviting people who have already bought from you and and having an event like that. Like it's it was a super smart, super like great piece of advertising it made you want to do it again although you had to you had to spend <laughs> enough money to get invited again and, and we did not um, but I mean it, it was definitely a cool experience something I want to do on the, the car side of things well plus they are like oh you like this at the Ritz Carlton we do these like super adventures like we go, yeah, oh, some of the other man. options. I'm like, well, why the hell like, didn't we you, get invited to that? Oh, you have to spend like $100,000 yeah, or something. It wasn't that much. No, it, it 50, was like 000? Oh, no. I think it was more than that. No. no it was like ten. Because to get to the Ritz Carlton, it was only like five. Yeah. I think it was more for the big one. Maybe I'm not. I'm going to look into that. It's only ten? Well, shit. <laughs> I mean, yeah, because it it's just a cruise. I mean, you think of how much money we spend on a cruise. Like, if it was just the two of us. You can go on to a cruise for yeah, but they were going to special nothing. places and having special tours, and that's that's just part of the the thing on any cruise ship, though, where you go and you yeah, but you weren't just on a big cruise ship with them. That was a special, like small trip. Uh, it might have been a different one. I just oh. remember the cruise one. Oh, and no. then you still get to go and you, and you do different things because they paid for it all. Yeah, you didn't have to do any of it, but then you did. You were obligated to. Technically, buy more art. So, you know, the beginning one was just this little hour Peter Max class. And then the next one ended up being, you know, this event at the Ritz-Carlton for the weekend. And then the next one, like, and it just keeps expanding that they keep, like, getting you down the pipeline if you're the right person, but without ever advertising to you in, like, a conventional sense. Like, super cool. I think of, like, some of our, our earlier houses and we were like, we had to 
ton of wall space, you know? <laughs> There's no windows. Now it's like everything's windows and doors and uh, I don't know if we have much wall space left of places that we actually go and, and would be able to enjoy the art. Yeah. And, you know, the pieces that we have got, we, you know, the Peter Max, we had the, the Peter Max um, uh, class that we did, the little seminar. And then um, there's an artist, Matt. Buyer, Briar, Buyer. Buyer. Yeah. Buyer. Um, that does stuff on wood. And he was there and we got a piece from him. And then Lebo, he was there. We got a couple from him. So it was crazy. Like, if we would have just walked into the ship like the very first time and like Sean said, just like looked at these things, we've been like, well, eh, they're cool. But then like once you get to know them and you've met them and you like you get further down that and have that connection with the artist, like it really made you want to. I think that Matt Byer one was the only one that I would have already been drawn to yes, without meeting him just yes. because it's so unique. You know, actually, Matt Byer, we did buy two Matt Byers the first time. They were, yes, we, we did. did. Um, they weren't actually on wood, so they were just... Um, They're on wood. They're heavy as shit. Are they the ones that... Yeah. Oh, see, I thought we just had prints of those ones. They're, they're reproduction ones, so they're not like a original one. No. The one that we bought from the event there, that was an actual original painted by his hand one. So we kind of went up with those ones. So I was thinking that they were just... They are... What do you? I don't even know what you call that, like a... Not a replica, but it's well, normally still, they'd be a jaclay, but I don't know what they call it. When it's, it's actually wood. on wood, yeah. So, but it's not like painted by his hand. Um, it's like a, a fancy printed and signed by him, right? Something yeah. like that. Which they gave a class on all that stuff too, so you know how much <laughs> that sunk in. Uh, it's been a while. Like I don't know. I like the pieces, and and it's kind of neat that we were able to expand on something that you know we wanted to do. But now and, when we go to on another cruise, you know, you immediately go to the Park West art gallery that's in there and, and see what kind of deals they have. Mm -hmm. If anything, it gives us something to do while we're on there. Yep, while we're waiting for, I don't know, another stop to go do something yeah, else. Go learn how to draw Beast again. <laughs> yeah, we <laughs> didn't know what to do, so we ended up going to a drawing class on how to draw Beauty and the Beast. <laughs> <laughs> Just trying to find something to do. <laughs> it's about the ports for us when it comes to cruises, not the actual cruise. Not the actual cruise. Though the last time we did find the sauna, and so that was kind of cool. <laughs> that changed everything, yeah. I would totally mm. spend most of my time there while we're on the ship, for sure. Yep. You know, it's crazy. When I first got out of the Army and uh, graduated um, from advertising school, I started working at a publishing house that did real estate magazines. And, you know, that was the whole premise of the entire magazine was that it was an under the radar. It was a, you know, it had all of these listings for the individual realtors because we did um, individual magazines for individual real estate offices. And so they were all the same magazine, but then there was like 44, I think at one time we had at one time across the whole United States. So it wasn't like you were getting, you know, the same magazine from the same person in the same area. Um, but it was like a beautiful, glossy home magazine. We get these ones now in the mail and all they are, there'll be some listings and a whole bunch of, of ads. It's all ads. We didn't do it that way. Like we actually had home articles and we would do um, event calendars for their area because the magazines came out every month. Uh, we had recipes and things like that that gave people a reason to keep a hold of it rather than just a bunch of 
coupons that were going to go in the trash. Like if you're going to spend the money to get it beautifully designed and to get it printed and then mailed to people, like make it look nice and something that people would keep. We still do this, by the way. <laughs> you can email Tori at Tori. Uh, I do. Like still to this day, doing magazines, it's a really great way to... It's a low commitment. It's entertaining. It's a way to get in front of people and sell to them without them knowing they're being sold to or without them like objecting to it. Like there's so many other things going on that it's hard to get people's attention. You know, there used to be all those um, infomercials late at night that would sell like whatever those um, you know different products. They had juicers and I don't know if they still have those. We haven't had regular TV in a really long. They probably do still have them, though. They come on late at night. You can't I don't know, sleep. Now, now you get the home shopping network and all that kind of stuff. I just Yeah, but those aren't infomercials. Infomercials are different because it's like a, it's a story and it takes you through all this stuff and it has a demo and it doesn't really feel like a commercial. Like the home shopping network, I think it's just like, buy this. I think there's hey, other networks, though, that have that kind of stuff. Really? Yeah. Yeah. I like those kind of... I like to, to buy. Just don't be like, buy my stuff. <laughs> uh, that's not cool no it's like when you get the um, um, the the piece of mail right that comes with just nothing but coupons in it or the the magazine and it's it's all ads like it's it's trash immediately it, it doesn't even make it in the house half the time it goes it straight in the garbage can it bums me out because yeah. I know how much that stuff costs to print and to deliver and like the work it takes to get all that stuff put together that kind of a bummer well and every once in a while i see a, a magazine that looks more real magazine-ish and you're like oh, well, what, what is this at least it makes it into the house you know and if there's then you open it up it's like coupons yeah but if there was some of the the you know good articles or something in there that you wanted to to read then it turns into that you know Coffee table worthy, right? You know who had a good one? When we lived at the lake house, the energy company in that area put out a beautiful magazine every two months. I read that thing back to front because it was like, it was talking about, you know, what they were doing for the community. So they were really putting their mag their name out. It wasn't like, they weren't trying to hide the fact that they made the magazine, but they put a little bit of time in it. It was a, it was a really nice magazine, you know? kind of cool you know and all these whatever anybody's business is you can do these types of things you know some of these like the events and stuff like that that might be not the best thing to start with like I think any business really could do an event and we've had another video that we talked about that um, but even what people call lead magnets where you get people to download a guide or a coupon or things like that you offer them something for free in exchange for an email it is kind of the same thing if you do it the right way it's totally, I mean, that totally, because you have their email address. You can slowly educate them about your business, no matter what the business is. Um, because if you think educating them through social posts on Facebook is going to get in front of them, it, it's not. Um, so we, what, what do we have? Six, seven, eight emails, something like that, automatically set up that if you sign up for miles through time, uh, emails will automatically go out. Um, over the course of a few weeks that will tell you all about the museum. You know, so if you found it, however you found it, and, you, you know, maybe you, you, you haven't been yet or you're 
didn't have time to go through the whole website, whatever the case may be, as long as you put your email in there, you're going to slowly learn about what miles through time is. And so if you're, I mean, even if you're that dog groomer, you know, and, uh, you know, one of the emails is telling you how, why you started that business and uh, talking, you know, talking about your dog. And then here's a coupon and why you should shampoo your dog every couple weeks or months. I, I mean, I don't know, but you educate them about how your business is then beneficial for them. And it's, I mean, it's free. You know, let, let people unsubscribe if they want to unsubscribe. If they don't open your email, they don't open your email, but people are going to open it. And you're probably going to get some uh, some sales from that. Well, and that's all the the Park West thing did. They just took clients that had already bought for them, and they do it by region. You know, so we just happened to be in the South, and so there was one close to us, and so we were just added to that email list that they put out. Like anybody that's bought a certain amount from them and lived in you know within I don't know like 200 miles of wherever they were having the event, they just emailed. Hey, you interested? We're going to do this. And if you were you you know told them yes and then they got you on the phone and and uh you know got you all set up but all it was was emailing us and inviting us so i think any business can reach out to their customer list in a way that you know invite them to come back because people who already bought from you are much more willing to buy from you right right and i think it's like um like you don't you don't email them every day and say buy this buy this buy this like you you you'd be missing the entire point on unless the you're thing. the Halloween shop holy shit <laughs> they send a lot of buy they did like shopping. two a day like yeah. I I was there I wanted a coupon freebie right so I put in my email address didn't get the email back with a coupon before we left the place so I ended up buying everything full price for the kids then. Oh my goodness, they they buy my stuff, buy my stuff, buy my stuff, which I understand. It's like seasonal, so but yeah, wow. I think that people think two that a if, day? Yes, two a day. I think if people because they do get those crazy, like old navy, like there's some of these brands that I think it's like they just want you to either act or unsubscribe, but then ooh, you might miss out on something, so you keep it, keep the subscription. I don't know. But just because these other brands are doing this and just because these are what you're seeing, like these giant brands doing, like that doesn't mean that's what your business should do. You don't email them every day or twice a day, buy my stuff, buy my stuff. Now, I think there's a balance there of making your, your customers or potential customers interested. You know, they make them a little curious as to, to what's going on. And I think it can apply to, to any business, really. I mean, think of a hair salon. You know, if you got an email every couple of weeks that was like, check out these, you know, awesome hairstyles that we did throughout the course of a couple weeks um something else that they did you know maybe they had a some sort of event um somebody famous came in and got their hair done and then you know another one is here's your you know you want to schedule your appointment or well they all sell hair products and stuff so it's easy to be like oh let's see a demo of this new yeah any kind of recommendations anything like that yeah there's no shortage of things you can do. You know, so you're saying, you know, not to email people so often. I think a big problem is not emailing enough as well. Like when we did the real estate magazine, some people were like, I just want to do it once. I just want to do it twice a year. And you're like, waste of time. Like, don't even do it. You know, there's going to be so much, you know, for this effort put into it that people aren't going to remember you. Like you're starting over every single time you do it. So 
Um, you know, we really tried to get people to do it once a month, twice a, every other month was good. Um, and then people that wanted to do it quarterly, like even that, like you have to do things with some consistency. And I think for the miles through time thing, I think that's awesome. The, how often you email your list, not too much, not too little, but when you have something great, uh, park West, I do still get their emails. Um, they're still very educational. They share a lot of stuff. It isn't just buy my stuff, buy my stuff. And they have actually, you know, I feel for them for, you know, cruise lines being their main source of um, revenue, of revenue of new clients of, I mean, that's their advertising, like that's their lead generation. Um, they have been trying to do some online auctions. I don't know how well that's really gone for them, but they are still pumping out the emails and, and the information and doing videos on their artists and stuff like that. Cause I think they sign with their artists. So they're able to like produce stuff for them. Um, but they're you know, still sending stuff to us. Yeah, there's, I mean, there's gotta be something going on with your business that you know, let, let your customers know. Mm-hmm. You know I, how great are you? Let them know. Otherwise they won't. <laughs> they won't know if you don't tell them. <laughs> that is for sure. So if you like this episode, great. Why don't you like this video and subscribe to our channel? We would definitely appreciate that. And if you want some free resources on how to build your business and do some of these things that we're talking about, you know, sending emails and how to do that and maybe how to do events, um, go to our website, go to ToriMathis.com and we've got lots of free resources for you um, that you can check out. And we'll see you on the next one. If you want to get smart tools to build your business, go to BeSmartAL.com.